on the front lines. Men on the front lines. Men on the front lines. We call for these mighty men of valor. The Lord put a vision in my heart for a new movement amongst men in the body of Christ. The Lord says that I'm going to make champions out of those who would gather unto me. And I believe what men on the front lines will do. And I see it going into the nations. He's going to raise the bar among men. It's time for heroes to arise. I'm Robert Hodgkin, and this is Heroes Arise, Men on the Frontline social media broadcast equipping, encouraging, and empowering you to arise as the hero, the warrior, and the champion that God created you to be. You matter, you are important, and you have a key role to play for the kingdom and the earth. So thanks for joining me again this week so we can continue to pour into you. Right from the top, let me say, yes, you're correct. We are not in the Heroes Arise studios. We had some challenges today, but I didn't want to miss the opportunity to bring you this conversation with Adam Thompson, a prophet from Australia. We're going to dig into... The, the election, the Trump prophecies, what's been going on in the prophetic. And a lot of people are talking about that. A lot of people are talking about what happened. How do we heal from that? How do we grow from that? We'll touch on that. But why I'm excited to talk with Adam today is he's bringing a word from the Lord about what God was up to in the midst of all of it. So this is not about fault finding. This is not about finger pointing. It's about what God was doing in this season, what God was doing in the midst of all that went on in the election, in the prophetic, even now in our countries. And how can we partner with God with the great things he has coming? Because our God is a great God. God is still on the throne. God is still in charge. Much of this has taken us by surprise, but none of it has taken God by surprise. And he wants to use you powerfully in this coming season. And Adam's going to be talking about what this new season and new era is and how we can partner with God to be a part of it. But just before I bring him in and we get into that conversation, I have got a couple quick announcements for you. Don't forget March 13th, next month, Saturday, March 13th, we have our one day Heroes Arise Southwest 2021 men's event coming up. It's going to be right here in Maricopa, Arizona. Come on in, spend the day with us. We're going to have mentoring. We're going to have teaching. We're going to have fellowship time, brotherhood time. We're going to have prophetic ministry. And we're going to go out into the desert in, in the afternoon with a, a, a range that we're setting up for you where you can do target shooting, clay shooting. We're going to have a great time in the afternoon. But in the morning, we'll be pressing into the word, pressing into the presence, grabbing hold of God. And in the evening, we'll have a worship service and we're going to have um, all the ministers are going to be there prophesying over all the men who come. So you do not want to miss this event, this day of fellowship, brotherhood, ministry, the word, worship, and the prophetic. That's March 13th, Saturday, March 13th. If you're coming in from out of town, make a weekend of it. We're going to have an informal gathering the night before. We all have dinner together at a local restaurant. And then, of course, we have our Shiloh Fellowship Sunday morning service. So you can come in for the Friday evening, spend the day with us on Saturday, the ministry Saturday night. And then, of course, Sunday morning, we have our Shiloh Fellowship service. If you have any questions about that, you can go to menonthefrontlines.com and click the events link or make it really easy 
easy on yourself, just email me, robert at menonthefrontlines.com, and I'll get you a link to all the information and answer all your questions. The other thing I want to make sure you are aware of is that we've got the Robert Hodgkin YouTube channel up, and we're trying to drive people over there and get our subscription base up there. Because as much as we love reaching you through social media, we know as the days go on and the weeks go on and all these broadcasts get pushed down the list, it's harder to find specific broadcasts on specific topics. But if you go to the Robert Hodgkin YouTube channel, it's really easy to find everything. We have Heroes Arise playlist. We've got the Propel Show playlist. All the shows I've done for God TV are there. We've got the playlist put together and you can search by topic. And that makes it easy for you to rewatch your favorites or to share with friends and family. So go to the Robert Hodgkin YouTube channel, subscribe, like, do all that great stuff that activates the algorithm and helps us get more word out to more people so we can encourage them. It's all free. It's all for you. Go there today and subscribe. All right. Now let me bring in my friend from Australia, Adam Thompson. Adam, thanks so much for being with us. It's great to be here. It's good to see you again, Robert. It's great to see you. And I know we've got the big time difference. So I'm grateful we could find yeah. a time that works for both of us. And um, I always enjoy when I get to talk to you, Adam, just because I enjoy you as a friend. Um, but yeah. you've always got great stuff going on with God. You're writing books, you're doing broadcasts, you're on and we were talking beforehand, you go on these walkabouts where you go kind of off the grid and spend 20 days with God, 40 days with God pressing into him. Um, I, I see you as a new version of the old school prophets, and we need more men like you, more women like you too. We need more believers like you who are willing yeah. to say, you know what, my priority above everything else is I want to connect with God and I will take the time and find the way to do that. You are a husband, you are a father, you are a wonderful, responsible man, but I love that you make time for God. And I just want to say well done and thanks for modeling that to us well thank you robert really appreciate you having me on the show and uh, it's a real blessing to see you again and uh i know it's a different uh weather over there different weather system is pretty cold so here it's, it's, it's quite hot so it's good to be able to do this online and uh so uh yeah i'm i'm really excited what god is doing in this season uh, even though it came across a little bit of a shock to everybody about the election but i'm really excited god's been speaking to me well, let's jump in and talk about that, Adam, because um, as many know, you know, here in the States, a lot of people were rocked by um, what happened. And, uh, you know, there were so many prophecies about Trump's getting back in. There were so many prophecies about this, that and the other thing. And as we talked about at the top, this is not about uh, uh, finding fault or casting blame. And there's many others that are having great conversations about what happened in the prophetic. How do we move forward? How do we heal? Um, but you had contacted me and said that you actually feel you have a word of the Lord from the Lord about what he was doing in the midst of all of this. So share a yeah. little bit about outside the country. Sometimes that's a blessing and benefit too, because you're not immersed in our media, our conversations. So share wow. what you've been hearing from the Lord, Adam. Well, um, you know, just let me just start with saying that I, I saw Trump coming in uh, as president uh, in 2014, I had an encounter. So I saw him coming in for the first term, but I won't go into that as uh, quite detailed. But I, um, with the second election, I never had any prophetic word. I mean, and uh, God didn't show me anything for the second term. 
but um, I was just sort of holding off, and I, and I really, you know, I didn't, I didn't have any prophetic word that he wasn't going to be president either. So I really wanted him uh, to be president because, you know, what God has done uh, through him, and what, uh, especially with people praying, it's been amazing. Uh, he did turn America around to be great, and it was heading towards even greater things. But, um, but I had a, a, a like a vivid vision in the night uh, on the first of November. Uh, a few days before the election of Camilla uh, Harris becoming president, like sworn in as the president. And that really disturbed me. And I never really thought anything of it uh, at the time, but I had this vivid encounter. And I released this publicly as a, for the body of Christ to pray. Now, this as a watchman, we get warnings and they can be reversed. Now, so there's two different things when it comes to foretelling and foretelling and warnings okay so foretelling is when you get a prophetic word and you're foretelling and it's inevitable it's going to happen a bit like the the uh the famine within the, in the times of uh, egypt with joseph it was going to happen and you can prepare for it but when it comes to uh warnings you can actually stop it in prayer and you can actually uh shut it down in the spirit and I had this warning about Camilla Harris. And uh, now I don't want to demonize her. Like we, it says, you know, Paul writes to Timothy about praying for our, uh, those who are in authority, those who are our leaders. But however, I believe there was a Jezebel spirit. And I was talking to Adrian Bill, a good friend of mine. We were talking together and we were agreeing that there was a, a Jezebel spirit that's operating through, uh, through um, um, Camilla and through this encounter and I believe Biden was uh, is a form of Ahab and uh, it really concerned me so I've got the body of Christ I, 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 or I should say the intercessors to pray but then some people weren't too nice about the word that I released because they thought I was lacking faith and uh, some people saying how come this is the only prophet that was saying this and everybody's saying Trump so um, you know sure enough something happened where Trump didn't get in and, uh, and I wasn't being negative. I was really praying for the whole election and I, I sent out a warning. And, you know, what happened was that, you know, obviously Trump didn't get in, but I saw this and the Lord brought me to a word where William Branham prophesied back in the 50s about a woman ruling America. And she was, uh, you know, she was ruling America and there was a risk of her destroying America. And she was dressed in purple. She said, I see, he said, I see a woman dressed in purple and this is exactly the image and if one of my posts there was an image while sharing this word of her being sworn in as vice president all dressed in purple which is quite um quite um amazing really uh, and he said branham's william branham and i know william branham lost the plot a bit at the end with the teaching and stuff like that but he was well I still honor him as a great general of god and he had uh, he said be careful of the three curtains the iron curtain the bamboo curtain and the purple curtains. The iron curtain was Russia. Bamboo is China, and the purple is the is the deep state, or the you know that's connected to the world order. So this is very interesting, and uh, I'm not being negative here, but this is something where I really believe God's allowed this to happen. All right, and, and a lot of prophets were prophet. Now, some prophets have prophesied that Trump's going to come back. I hope that happens. Right, you know, praise the Lord if it does. But I really believe we can't look to political leaders to bring a reformation, the church has got to do that. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, you know, several things I want to I want to echo and comment on. The Lord had given me a similar insight into uh, Ahab and Jezebel's spirit. And for those, I, I want to echo again what you said, Adam, that we're not demonizing anybody. We're talking about yeah. spirits, powers and principalities yeah. that are at work. Mr. Biden and Mrs. Harris may not even have any awareness of this. You know, the enemy loves to get in wherever he can. And we're not saying a Jezebel spirit because Mrs. Harris is a woman. Jezebel spirit is actually a disengendered spirit that works through men and women. Ahab is a passive disengendered spirit that work, can work through men or women. The, the, the agenda of these powers and principalities is to turn nations away from God. And we can see much of the agenda of the extreme left here in America. I'm yeah. not talking about democrats i'm not talking about liberals i am talking about the extreme left agenda that wants to turn this nation away from god so the lord had said something very similar to me about that ahab and jezebel agenda and warning against allowing it to get in it's one of the reasons we rallied prayer so much but what i really like about what you're saying adam is ultimately None of this takes God by surprise. He turns all things to the good for those who love him wow. and purpose to serve him. And that's our audience. Our audience loves God. Our audience wants to see the kingdom come, his will be done. So talk with us now, Adam, about how we can participate in what God wants to do in the midst of all this. Because okay. you know what? If, if it's, if it's uh, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego getting thrown into the fire, Daniel being thrown to the lions, Potiphar's uh, wife falsely accusing Joseph, God uses it all. We keep yeah. our eyes on him. We stay in faith. It's all part of the journey. We learn all along the way. We never accept defeat. And I'm not talking about, again, a political system. I am talking about defeat with God because the greatest victory that's ever been won one, the people who walked the closest with the Lord during that season, they thought it was a defeat. Everybody yeah. left at the cross and it was the greatest victory ever. We are in the midst of a great victory coming forth. What we've yes. seen is the systems of man will fail us. That's okay. It's not fun. It's, it's challenging, but God says he'll shake everything that can be shaken, but it's for this purpose. So the unshakable eternal kingdom can be revealed. So we yeah. need to be encouraged in the midst of the challenges, in the midst of even the confusion and the heartbreak, but not give up not sit down, not check out. God's got a plan. We're a part of it. Tell us a little bit about what that is, Adam. First of all, I just want to say that I'm not against women being in leadership. You know, I think there should be more of them. And uh, so it wasn't the word I had was purely from the Lord. It was a vision encounter. But I, I look, um, you know, I really believe God is, is allowing this to happen because he's refining the prophetic. Right? Now, there's a season, I really believe there's a season where the church may not, uh, when I say the church, the ecclesia church may not embrace the prophetic for a season because of what's happened. All right. Now, we all miss it. Uh, I've missed it. Uh, there's times where we can prophesy out of our soul. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've got this new age now with social media where there's prophetic words going everywhere and can muddy the waters. Uh, but that, you know, that God is allowing this to happen because I really believe there's a transition and um, God uh, sometimes allows the darkness to come in. He's not the author of it, but he allows the darkness to come in so that we can shine. Talks about that in Isaiah 60, you know, rise and shine for the glory of God comes upon us as the darkness increases, so shall the glory of God. And I really believe God allows this to happen so that the church can mature and refine 
become refined and also come into a place where they're actually having influence over governments, all right? So I personally believe, without being critical, I really believe at the moment the church is not in a place where it's having full a lot of full influence in the, in the world right now. Now, we're not... We, we can't, I mean, I believe there's a measure of that. I'm not being critical, but we can't be, you know, of the world, but we're in the world. And I believe there's a time where, as, you know, as the times of Jeremiah, there was one prophet that was right. And, uh, and the whole uh, Israel got into, came into captivity, right? But even though they were in captivity, there was a remnant of, of, of prophets, of people that rose up. Daniel and his friends, they shined in the darkness and they had this influence over ruthless leaders, right? And this influence to actually unlock mysteries, right? tell people their dreams before they actually tell them their dreams. And then to the point where the favor and the honor and the blessing and the, and the prosperity came upon them, even they were promoted to govern from, a, from you know, over the nation. And I really believe that's coming back. This is a prophetic cycle. These, what happened with the, uh, uh, you know, with Daniels and the Josephs, they're, they're real, you know, incidents that happen in a chronological time space. But I really believe that um, that God is using that as also a prophetic cycle what's going to happen corporately with a new remnant that's going to rise up. Am I making sense? Absolutely. Uh, you're not only making sense, I agree with you. You know, one of the things I've been looking at, I've been in the book of Daniel a, a lot lately, and I think one of the things we have to do in the church is is grow up a little bit. And what I mean by that is, hey, I get it that this has been a confusing, challenging, and even difficult season. But, you know, I'll look at in the New Testament, I've been reading some of the things Paul says about what ministry looks like. I was stoned. I was thrown in prison. I was scourged. It's like, we've got it easy compared to that. But even <laughs> Daniel and Meshach and Shadrach and Abednego, Adam, as you know, these people, they were a conquered people. They were a trafficked people. They were human trafficked. They were kidnapped. And yet I love what Daniel says. I made up my mind not to defile myself. Now, I know that's in the context of the diet putting being put before them um, when they're brought into being the preparation place for the, the, the wicked yeah. king's court. But I, we have to make up our mind not to defile ourselves with fear, with doubt, with frustration, with bitterness, with anger. And I do believe God is getting us ready to have more influence than we've ever had before because we haven't had much lately. And I think one of the main reasons we haven't had much lately is because of how we've behaved. Even the way we've attacked one another, we have not, we have not put on a display as the church generally that would draw people to us. We're fighting with each other. We're arguing with each other. I think one of the most important things God did in this season, especially with what came up in the prophetic, is gave us a chance to look at how we responded so we could see in our own heart. If we, yeah. if, if our response was to cast stones, blame, get on uh, Facebook and Twitter and all the other social media and tell everybody how horrible the prophets are and that they're liars and they're demons. And they're, I talked with one guy who was, you know, saying, hey, they're false prophets. And I said, well, they might have been prophets who missed it, but there's a big difference between missing it and being a false prophet. 
A false prophet is intentionally leading people away from God. There's a huge difference between they missed it. There's a huge difference even between maybe they prophesied from their soul. I'm not even saying that, but if that's the case, the greatest blessing here is to let God search our hearts so we can bring, uh, we can see what's in our heart that doesn't look like Jesus and sound like Jesus. Why? Because God is preparing us for great influence. When I read the book of Daniel, the thing that amazes me again and again and again, Adam, is the way that Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego speak to the wicked ruler. This is it. You want to talk about darkness. It is a wicked system bowing down to wicked idols to do wicked things. It's as wicked as it gets. God wow. still raises these men up and, and he can do the exact same thing with women. Cause as you, I agree with you in our ministry, you know, I'm under the covering and, and it was raised up by Patricia King. We believe in God using women powerfully in every wow. office and every sphere. So wow. for men and women, but one of the things I see with Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego, Adam is every time they speak to Nebuchadnezzar, they say things like your majesty, King, they speak with honor. They eat, especially when they disagree with his agenda. I mean, Daniel goes to bat for the, the, the wicked um, fortune tellers and wizards and, and, and soothsayers and occultists and warlocks. He says, you know what? Don't kill them. Don't kill them yet. My God is going to solve this issue. And he wants everyone to see how great he is. Yeah. So yeah. with what you're saying about what God wants to do in all of this is actually prepare a new generation of, for a new era of great influence in the church, yeah. especially in the prophetic. And I'm not talking about the prophets who missed it. I'm talking about us as a prophetic people. What do you think about what I'm saying in that I think one of the things God wants to do is clean up our mouths. Our mouths are made to bless, not to curse. That's one of the most important things about the prophetic, yeah. edify, exhort, and encourage. So talk a little bit about your thoughts yeah. on that. Well, what I love about what you said about Daniel and his friends, um, and I think I really believe, I mean, the days of preaching in the streets, I did it for three years, I preached in the streets. But I've seen some pre street preachers can be have a wrong spirit and very condemning and, you know, you know, God hates homosexuals, God, hate, you know, you're going to burn and, have, you know, but, you know, there are some, I'd rather be 80% right with my, <laughs> with the word of God, with a right spirit than 100% right with the word of God, with a wrong spirit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I really love it about Daniel and Joseph. They built relationships. They built friendships. And I believe this is an era that the church has got is coming into, and I know it's already happening, is going into the marketplace, actually being in the world, not of the world, but building relationships and friendships and actually having anointing. I remember once I was a businessman, even before I started ministry, I've been a business, I was a businessman in the 90s, had an ad agencies, printing business, etc. But someone said to me, You carry a presence. What is it? You know? And I want to just encourage people out there, is just to connect with people, not preach down their throat, but just build relationships, love them, speak wisdoms. You know, there's wisdom that comes from above, James 3.17. And just, they do ask us, what is it with you? What? And this is how we are really believe there's a new era rising in this realm that's going to have influence. And even the church is going to govern in this dark world. And the church is going to come, uh, the people are going to come to the church for answers, right? Really, rather because at the moment, the enemies can be mocking it using people with the wrong spirit. 
But see, it's like Joseph, and I, I said this before, that Joseph's narrative, his life, it can represent not only Christ because he went in a pit and he was raised up with the right hand of a throne, uh, but he had the grain, which represents the word, right? But the whole nation, and I really believe that Joseph can represent the body of Christ as well. The, the whole, the world came to Joseph, had to come to him because he had the grain, he had the word. And I really believe it's important for us, and I, and I know the church is going to step into this, which is going to be such a massive harvest of souls because the church is going to be stunning also represents a bride it's going to be beautiful for christ to come back and that's where it's going to actually represent it's going to reflect christ and there's so many people going to be drawn to her and it's and it starts with one person and i want to encourage you with this because lord has shown me there's a there is and this is challenging me and humbling me i've actually laid down itinerant for a year we've shut cancel all our conferences because the Lord's been dealing with my heart. I'm a well-known ministry, but the Lord showed me, he said, there's a remnant, there's a, there is actually um, a, a, a company of people right now that we're not aware of, no name faces that are actually intimate and seeking God and they're registering in heaven right now. They're recognized as true prophets. This is what the Lord spoke to me. They're so intimate. They're actually in the courts, just, just no, they're no name faces and they have, they're having a relationship and connecting with the Lord and this is challenging me. This is the word of the Lord for me. And I, so I'm, I don't, you know, ministry is great, but we can't, ministry is ministry, you know. And, but the thing is, we can't be putting the cart before the horse. And my heart is to go deeper in him. And I believe that, um, and Todd Weatherly, a good friend of mine, uh, he, he shares this, and I love this, that we are actually priests and God wants us to activate from the freshening floor uh, Active minister to the Lord out of intimacy, just minister to the Lord and enter in the courts of heaven. When you actually enter the courts and minister to the Lord and just worship Him and be intimate with Him in the courts, that positions you to be put physically in the courts of true kings, or I should say, natural kings, right? In the natural realm, all right? It positions you. See, David was intimate and no one knew him, he was tending the sheep, right? Practicing, he was, he was good at what he did in the natural, practicing his sling, taking out the lion, the bear, but he was intimate. And I really believe he knew his, he knew his mandate. He knew he was going to be king before Samuel anointed him. But through that intimacy, that's what positioned him in the arena with Goliath. Yeah. And also before Saul. Yeah, you know, I was thinking the same thing about Joshua in Exodus 33. If For everybody watching who wants to be part of this new era, part of this new company, um, it does come from intimacy. You know, we were talking beforehand, Adam, about how Joshua in Exodus 33, when Moses would get the word of the Lord, he'd go to deliver it to the people. And it says that um, uh, Joshua would linger in the presence. He would simply stay in the tent and linger in the presence. He wasn't doing it for anything. And it wasn't because, you know, he was like, oh, Moses, you're messing up. You're old school. You know, I, you need to stay here. No, they were both doing exactly what they were supposed to be doing. But I find it very interesting that when God says to Moses and or to Joshua and Joshua one, my servant Moses is dead. He's saying it's a new era and I'm putting my hand on you. And sometimes we forget because we know what a champion Joshua became and Joshua was. He was Moses's servant at the time. He tied the thong of his sandals. He basically, you know, went and got his dry cleaning, ran his errands for him. 
But because he was a nameless faceless who was lingering in the presence, I believe he not only was part of the new era, he helped birth that new era. Now, Moses didn't do anything wrong. Moses wasn't the problem. It was God needed to do something to cross us over. And I believe God wants to cross us over. We can see this time in America as an absolute crisis. We can see this time in the world as an absolute crisis. I know there's some laws that were just passed in Australia um, that we as Christian could say, oh my gosh, this is a crisis. Um, but God sees all of it as an opportunity. And we need to see it as an opportunity. And we've That's got right. to have a kingdom mindset because we are seeing exactly what God promises. I will shake everything that can be shaken. And the systems of man and the systems of woman and the systems of the world are failing us miserably. But God wow. isn't. So the key is linger with him, intimacy with him, get that kingdom focus. Because here's the thing is you were talking about Joseph, what struck me. Joseph, like you said, had the grain, which represents the word. Seven years of famine, he was able to feed the world to the glory of God. The world is starving right now. Exactly. You know, even, even in my nation, we can look at some, some of the many good things that President Trump did on behalf of kingdom agenda, of pro-life, pro-church, pro-Israel, pro-God. Yet, it's still the systems of man. And even in the midst of four years of him doing good things, in his very flawed way, the world's still incredibly hungry. They're hungry for a leader who has a personality of peace, who brings people together, who they're hungry for, for hope. They're hungry for unity. They're hungry for joy. They're hungry for something that they're not getting. Even in the church, yeah. we get that from Jesus. And the more we spend time with him, the more we'll emanate that. So yes. we can feed the world absolutely the word, the grain, but Jesus is the word made flesh. And he so wants to become flesh in and through us. We That, that is impossible. A, a, a friend I know, you know, from New Zealand, Rob Packer, I did a three-month ministry tour through North and South uh, New Zealand with him years ago, with him and Lynn. And he used to say, you know, Christian life isn't difficult. It's impossible. Without the Holy Spirit, without God, it's impossible to do these things. We are being called to the impossible. We are being yeah. presented the opportunity to do exceedingly yeah. abundantly beyond our ability to ask, think, or comprehend. But of course, it's God in us. The way that's going to get stirred up, the way that's going to be empowered, the way that's going to flow into us, it can flow out of us, is what you're saying. Dedicated time of intimacy for intimacy, intimacy's yeah. sake. I think the irony is the more time we spend with him to get a message or to get a download or to get empowered, the focus is simply being with him. Yeah. And the more we spend time with him, it's like, uh, you know, as Moses was faithful in the house of the Lord, you know, God spoke the prophets and dreams and visions. It's Deuteronomy um, uh, 12, I think it is. Uh, but, God, but, but God spoke to uh, Moses face to face. And I really believe that was Jesus pre-incarnated, the angel of the Lord in, in the old King James. It's the angel with a capital A. Some of the scholars believe that was the pre-incarnated Jesus. And, um, uh, but, uh, but you know, I really believe that um, when we get more intimate with the Lord and we, we actually go deeper in him, I really believe we, we, we share in his holiness, but also there's a supernatural intelligence we tap into like Joseph and Daniel did. Now, Daniel, like he, he had this intelligence, but it came from above. And at the moment, there's an artificial intelligence made by man and it's actually creeping on us. Right. And uh, this is also part of what's happening with this new world order. But, um, you know, you know, I, 
I've said this before that uh, the the church there's a there's a sanctified separation taking place of even though it happened in, in Genesis 13 of Lot and Abraham separating, Abram went towards the promise, the Isaac, the covenant that God made, which was the, uh, which was more superior than the, the covenant with Moses, the, the, you know, but the covenant that God made with Abraham was very superior. And in the order in Melchizedek, he actually worshiped the Lord and uh, he tapped in and into a realm and we inherit that. That's the seed line that we take on. All right. And, you know, this is an era we're going to step into out of the intimacy where we actually have this intelligence, a supernatural intelligence is going to override the natural intelligence and human intelligence. And that's where we have that uh, people like the laws of attraction will take place where people are drawn to us. And corporately, that's what's going to look like. And then also there's an ability to tap into the power of the spirit, like the spirit of Elijah, which will take out this Jezebel spirit. There's a contest it's going to come to critical mass where they're no longer going to waver between two opinions, all right, where there's going to be such power and authority. I really believe the church uh, corporately were going to be positions. So many different leaders will be positions. I believe Trump is a forerunner of what can be done, but these are going to be people who are really stepping in the power and the righteousness of God that's going to bend the natural laws and have authority and bring a harvest of souls right before the coming of Christ, the second one. Outstanding. And, you know, one of the things I think one of the blessings that can come out of the challenges that we're going through or in the midst of that we've come through is I think this is a really great time to be real with God, because yeah. um, so much of what you're talking about, Adam, is this is going to be birthed in and come out of intimacy with the Lord. And we have to remember that what God did, what Jesus did for us at the cross is massively important that he paid the price for our sins. Um, but we have to remember why he did it. The what is huge. The what is amazing. The what is mind-blowing. But the, the why is even more so. As I always say, what Jesus did for me at the cross changed my life forever 18 years ago. Why he did it changes my life every moment of every day. When I realized why he did it was because he wanted relationship with me. He wanted that. That's it. It's not, he is love, but he wants relationship with us. So of wow. course I can come to him and go, Lord, I'm wrestling right now. My, you know, whether it's I'm shipwrecked in my faith or I'm dealing with frustration or I didn't see what I wanted to see, or I'm concerned about this or God, I'm super excited. And I want to tell you about it. It's all about relationship. Just like with yeah. our wives, I can go to my wife and say, honey, this is what I'm wrestling with. I want to talk something through with you. And when we listen to each other, when we hear each other's hearts, we actually grow closer. If you're frustrated with God or mad at God or mad at the prophetic or anything, it's okay to go to him and say, Lord, this is what I'm wrestling with. That, because I know some people are like, I don't even want to talk to God right now. I have no idea what's going on. I will tell them, we'll tell him that. Start there. Don't fake it. God's about real relationship. He loved us and did everything he did when our hearts were hard and we weren't walking with him. How much more is he going to be okay if you say to God, Lord, I am so confused. I don't even know where to start with you. Start there. Have a real yeah. conversation. Have a real relationship. Have real intimacy. I'm not talking about turning God into your buddy. I know that God is God. He's Lord. He's yeah. King. He's Messiah. But he's also Father. And he's yeah. friend. 
and we can go to our fathers. Maybe, maybe like me, you didn't have a father that you could go to very often. I mean, my dad was there for the first 15 years of my life, but we were very different and we didn't connect. Now we connect great. We talk all the time, but I go to my heavenly father. Like I never did to my earthly father about everything. And that's where real relationship can come from. So you don't have to fake intimacy. You don't have to fake that you're okay with everything. Start by simply embracing the reality of relationship and be real with God. Yeah. Well, God's turned me inside out in this last couple of years. Um, Now, like you know, I've always been in the prayer and the intimacy with the Lord, but but I've had more time to do that through COVID. I mean, I've been on the road for 10 years, right? Nine months a year, right? towards the end it was like kind of like living like a rock star you know and I, I thought and after a while i'm thinking the law kept saying adam have a sabbatical spend time with me adam sabbatical and i'm just being up front here i'm the real article i'm not gonna you know i mean you know you, i've seen a lot of ugliness in ministry and i've seen a lot of real amazing people of god you know um yeah. that really challenges me um uh, but um but you know what I didn't, I ignored that word, have spent time with me, have have a, a sabbatical, but then I guess COVID was sort of happened. <laughs> and uh, it's the best thing. I must say, it's, in a way, it's the best thing that happened to me. I lost weight. I'm down to two chins now, which is good. <laughs> yeah, but, you look great. Yeah. So, but, um, but the Lord has really turned me inside out for something greater. And I want to encourage people for that. Like we're, if you're in ministry or you're not, Right. The key that the key is is just minister to the Lord, be intimate with Him, right? That's all He wants, right? And then the laws of attraction will shift, and God will position you. The doors will open that no one can shut. The keys of the house of David rest on the shoulder. The keys are being intimate, and He was the ultimate of that, David. And the doors will open that no one will shut. That's all I can say. And I believe that corporately, the church is coming in this, and it's going to shine in, in a dark period. Don't be intimidated with the darkness because nothing can touch you, right? Once you're in that secret place with him and he will give you the words to speak, he'll give you the authority to bend the natural laws because, you know, uh, the reality is we are kings and Jesus is the king of kings, not of this world. He's the king of kings. We are a part of the royal family. I love the scripture in um, 1 Peter. Let me just finish up with this, though, with the 1 Peter verse 2 first sorry first peter chapter 2 verse 5 it says that um that we are we are housed we are built into houses of the lord and we are priests right that offer spiritual sacrifices now we don't do a sacrifice of the lamb and all that that's the old covenant we don't do it but the spiritual sacrifice is putting aside the time and sometimes it can be a sacrifice you don't feel like it but just to be intimate with the lord and then something shifts and something just breaks out. And I just come to a point where I'm just weeping in his presence. I'm enveloped with his presence. And that way you carry that. Right? We're, we're, we're portals with legs. We line up with the gate. Who is Jesus? And that's what Jacob saw in Genesis 28. That's, that was a, a landmark then. But we actually carry that now. And I want to encourage you. When you speak, when you... I was actually going to Ukraine. Let me share this one testimony. I was going to Ukraine a couple of years ago. Because I still spend time intimacy with the Lord, and I'm doing a lot more now. I go to the Ukraine from Amsterdam, right to Ukraine, and this guy sat next to me in the seat, and he had the laptop between. This is I'm not exaggerating. A laptop between my head and his head. I'm going, 
It's the most weirdest thing I've experienced. I thought, I said to him, excuse me, mate, do I need some breath mint or something? Or, and, he, and he said, no, no, I'm, I'm okay. And he kept having this. And then I went to the, go to the bathroom, the, the restroom and the toilet. And I come back and he's gone. There's somebody else. In the, and I said, what happened there? And uh, he said, oh, he traded with me to swap seats. The Lord said to me that he was a witch. He was a warlock. And he couldn't stand to be around that presence. Wow. I'm just saying, it was just the yeah. glory. And you carry, it's just, I give God the glory, but you're permeating that, that it's flowing through you. And that's what you carry. And, and, and you know, you rattle demons, but at the same time, we don't want to focus on that, but you actually... Uh, you bring you, you you bring Christ to the to leaders, and you actually even to the world, but just also God brings you into divine appointments where where you, you governmental leaders will have will have it will open their ears to you and listen to what the Lord is saying. Adam, I'm going to have you pray for everybody here in just a second, but before I ask you to do that, I got a question for you. So all, all of our viewers watching, some are probably, you know, steeped in intimacy and ministering to the Lord. There could be some new believers that don't even understand what does it mean to minister to the Lord? I know there's no formulas. I know God is a God of relationship and relationship looks different with every single person. Um, but can you give some maybe practical counsel on how to step into this realm of intimacy. And I mean, even something like, you know, I know some people like to put on worship music. I tend to do it through the word. What does it look like for you? What are some steps people can take when you started out? Because did you, did you, um, often when I'm starting to carve out a realm, I will set like a timer and say, okay, for 15 minutes, I'm going to focus on this because, you know, you have to kind of work those muscles, but can you give some tips or keys or insights on how to create the time and space for intimacy, what that can look like? So first of all, um, I, um, yeah, there's times throughout the day without the intimacy, I, I, I actually meditate on his promises and I always get the scriptures of who I am. I, I meditate on who I am. See, and also I, uh, the Lord actually knew us before we were formed in his mother's womb. It says that in Jeremiah where God knew us. And I, I, I come to that place that, that uh, the ancient path is actually the place before the foundation of the earth. And I really come to that place of knowing who I am through the scriptures, through the promises. And I get myself I meditate on that to the point where it becomes a reality to me. The more you meditate on something, you focus on something, it starts to permeate and start to it starts to manifest and possess you. That's why, in a counterfeit way, method actors meditate on a character and they actually start to manifest that character. It's the same thing with Christ in us, the hope of glory. Okay, and also um, the the covenant of Abraham is uh, is the Jew of heaven. So you're standing on an open heaven, like I was talking about, the riches of the earth, the wine, the grain, and nations shall serve you. So I meditate on those things and I really position myself mentally that who I am is greater than what I actually, I, I, in this realm, I'm actually, uh, you know, we're born into this realm and we, we've got to be careful we don't listen to the narrative of the world. We've got to completely meditate on the narrative or the promises, what God has given us. And that brings us into a place where we we're enveloped with that. And we actually write, expand out of the narrative of the world and the lies of this world. And then I come to a place, like you said, 15 minutes in the morning. And uh, this is something that our church is doing uh, field of dreams. The church that I was involved with, with Todd Weatherly, we come to a place where we just, 
every morning we do listen to the worship, we do have soaking music, and we just just intimately just worship him and actually tell him how good he is. Just be thankful for the things that he's given us already. We be thankful just what have he what he's already done. I'm sure many of us have miracles and blessings and healings and and even just what we have in our life. We just thank the Lord. We come to the gates of thanksgiving, Psalms 100, and then we enter the courts of praise and then we praise him for the stuff that we we haven't received in the natural yet, but he's promised us, right? But and it's not about getting stuff, but then through that you just you're just worshiping him, just loving him, and just really I I just just get enveloped with his love because of what he's I thank him for what he's done for me, right? When it comes to actually eternal life, you know, he's the door. So the primary is thanking him that he went through such persecution, mm. such torture, went to hell and back for me, you know. And, it's, and he did it, did it just for you, Robert. It was individually. It's hard to fathom this, but he did it individually. And it, this is something that's eternal. And the blood, and I always, uh, when I take communion, I, after that, I, when I, I come into that place where I'm just enveloped in his presence, I take communion because that says the lamb was slain before the foundations of the earth. See, Jesus healed the sick, according to Isaiah, before he went to the cross, says that in Matthew does my mind in but it's actually an eternal the blood of jesus is eternal and you know that's why some of the the demonic realms you know some of these you hear these things that happen where people drink bloods of humans and this this, yeah. this demonic stuff well that's a counterfeit but jesus said something unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood you cannot be a part of me that's the real thing and that's where i come into that place where i build my imagination around the reality of partaking jesus Right, and then we, and then and then we become completely enveloped by him, and we carry him, and we represent him. I hope that's a good. good that's a great answer. And real quickly, I want to address a couple things. Um, for anybody who heard Adam say meditate and thought, hey, wait a minute, can we meditate? Absolutely. Scripture tells us to meditate on the word. Meditation is not a new age word. It's not an occultic word. It's an English word, and it means to focus on. And we are to meditate on scripture day and night. And when he said he builds his imagination around something, I want you to realize the imagination is an organ of the soul. It's a God-given, God-designed, God-ordained organ of the soul that actually is what God gave us to help our soul be aware of what our spirit, a born-again spirit's always encountering. Because our born-again spirit's constantly in the presence. We are seated with God in heavenly places. The challenge is many of us, especially before we were saved and some even after being saved, we submit our imagination to wicked and ungodly things. The good news is, if that's you, the blood of Jesus Christ works. So before you sit down to do these things, plead the blood of Jesus over your imagination. You, you allow yourself to believe and receive by faith that he's washing your imagination, your eyes, all of it with the blood of Jesus. So now it's a consecrated organ that can be used exactly as Adam is describing Amen. it. Okay, Adam, Amen. do me a favor, pray for our audience. Okay, Father, right now, whoever's listening, if you're listening right now, open your heart and we decree right now, your kingdom come, we will be done. Lord, on everyone who's listening as it is in heaven, we prophesy, Father, you pour out your spirit, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that, Lord, everyone who's listening right now, they're lining up supernaturally in the spirit. They're lining up with the gate. You are the gate. And Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, that you're releasing supernatural revelatory knowledge 
to every individual right now to come into the realms of the revelatory knowledge of the kingdom, that they are royal, part of the royal family. And Lord, I prophesy right now there's, there's divine healing. There's revelatory knowledge that's expanding their minds where their whole, the laws of physics are coming in line. The laws of physics are lining up with the eternal laws of the kingdom. And I decree healing. I decree deliverance right now. I decree right now there's someone who's listening right now who has a daughter who's, who's harming herself. We break that curse right now. We thank you right now. You send angels ahead of those and inherit salvation. And we thank you, Lord God, that you're a delivering God. Lord, you're the God of Isaiah 61. You came to set the captives free. And we release that power right now over every individual. And I thank you, Lord, that, Lord, you're depositing in their hearts a passion and a hunger to know you more. Lord, we thank you for that. And we thank you for raising up a corporate uh, a corporate anointing to move in the spirit and the power of Elijah to change atmospheres and, Lord, to usher in your second coming. We decree this through the power of the blood. Amen, amen, amen. Adam, thank you so much. I know everybody enjoyed that. Let them know where they can hear more from you, where they can connect with you. I know you're putting itinerant ministry on the shelf right now, but you've got all sorts of great resources. Your new book, um, the Elijah Invitations there. Let them know where they can connect and yeah. get more from you. Well, there's a, it's called Voice of Fire Ministries. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm the co-author of the Divinity Code, Understanding Dreams and Visions, uh, God's prophetic symbolism. Uh, there's a new book out called The Divinity Code to Understanding Angels, uh, which has been released. Uh, and it's been a, a, it's doing very well considering these times where we can't do any conferences. But uh, And also The Elijah Invitation. And there's others. There's, a, there's other books. But, but um, you know, if you want to... Uh, uh, if you want to actually uh, know more about dreams, and, and we do uh, we do also uh, online um, Zooms as well, if you're interested in that, just contact us. But um, uh, but I want to encourage you, um, it's, it's not about ministry. The Lord's been dealing with me. It's about being intimate with him, and the rest just follows. Right? That's all I'm going to say. Thank you so much, my friend, for being with us. God bless you. God bless Australia. Um, thank, thank you, you for continually pouring into people around the world and helping us be a part of what God is doing and is about to do. And I want to thank every single one of you for joining me and Adam for this episode of Heroes Arise, especially this remote episode. We may be doing more of these because we don't want to miss the chance to connect with you, to empower you, to equip you, to encourage you, because you do matter. You do have a key role to play for the kingdom and the earth. Thank you for being with us. Don't forget March 13th, Saturday, March 13th, our one day Heroes Arise Southwest 2021 event. One day event for men right here in Maricopa, Arizona. Reach out to me, Robert at menonthefrontlines.com. I'll get you all the information. And don't forget about the Robert Hodgkin YouTube channel. Go click, like, subscribe, activate that algorithm. And hey, you know you can take Heroes Arise with you wherever you go now. The Heroes Arise podcast is out there on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, all the all the 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 usual podcast platforms. Go and like and subscribe there and join and share as well. We are here for you. It's our privilege to pour into you. If you happen to be in a position where you can come alongside of what we're doing, we would welcome that. You can go to roberthodgkin.com or menonthefrontlines.com, click the giving or donation link and so into what we're doing. But we know that these are interesting days. And if you're not in a position to do that, no fear, my friend, we are here for you. 
everything we're doing, we're creating and we're sending out for free. And it's our privilege. It's our joy. It's our honor. Adam, thanks again for being with us. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Good I, to see you. I, lo I love when I get to see and we get to work together. Yeah. And uh, I know we'll do so again um, when the opportunity arises. But thanks for everything. Yeah. And thanks for all you shared today.